You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Great stuff from uh, Pat Boyle. Appreciate him coming on You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM, giving out some NBA plays. Going to give out some more NBA plays here in a bit with Ben Wittenstein. He joins us here live. But a reminder that uh, this is our final segment on stadiums. Make sure you guys go to watchstadium.com. You can check us out over there. Or you can continue listening to us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. We're also on twitch.tv slash betql and uh, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports as well. Time to talk some more NBA. We bring on Ben Wittenstein to join us. You can now follow him on Twitter X at Ben Wittenstein, NBA betting analyst for Stadium and live on the line. Ben, we were just talking with Pat. We were talking about what a loaded NBA slate this is tonight. 13 games. Obviously, NBA All-Star break is coming up. So I want to start with this Nuggets-Kings game, which I think could be a, a really good game tonight. Obviously, Denver, one of the top teams in the NBA, really good at home. What's the angle that you're looking at for this Nuggets-Kings matchup? Yeah, so I, I really like the the Nuggets to cover this game, but there's a system play that I've been using this season that so far is undefeated that I really love for a game like this. And it always involves the Nuggets and it always involves the Nuggets first quarter. And it's usually the Nuggets going against a team that's on the third or fourth game of a road trip. They have to go to Denver and they have to deal with the altitude and they have to deal with being a mile high up in the air. And usually by the end of that first quarter, they're huffing and puffing and and they're slowing down and they get tired real quickly. That's why I love the Nuggets first quarter in a game like this. Minus one and a half, you can get it in this one. Uh, Also, we're getting the Kings on a back-to-back, which I love as well, and off a game where they kind of went down to the wire with the Phoenix Suns. So you're getting a team already tired on a back-to-back. They have to travel. They have to go to the altitude, and they have to play Denver at home uh, and face a tough team who not only do they have to face the altitude, but in the first quarter, the Nuggets are a really good team. They're one of the best teams against the spread in the first quarter in the NBA. So – you have a couple different angles. It's a system play. I love it. So we'll we'll be a little degenerate and go with Nuggets first quarter in this game. I love it. Let's go to Philadelphia, Miami. Um, Sixers without Embiid. Tough to figure out who they are. Uh, small favorites tonight against the Miami team coming off a big win. But Butler, Richardson, Rozier, everybody's out. How are you attacking this game? Yeah, this is this is a really weird game because of all of the injuries. Butler, like you said, no Embiid. You know, Maxie's kind of by himself with some of these 
new guys that he has to deal with. And I know Miami is coming off. They're on a back-to-back, and they played a team in, in Milwaukee where I thought they definitely should have won that game. They played well. It was a revenge game for them. But I love Miami to cover and win the first half. You can get that at plus money. Um, with no Embiid and especially no Tobias Harris tonight for the 76ers, this team is 1-4 and four without Tobias in total, and their defense is terrible. 125th uh, is their defensive rating, which is by far the worst if you look at the season stats. I think the last worst in the season is the Charlotte Hornets at 120. So at 125, mm-hmm. it would be by far the worst defense in the NBA if they played without Tobias all season long. Uh, they're 11-6 and six against the spread uh, without Jimmy Butler in the lineup. And then also, wanted to say with the Heat, they have the best defensive rating in the first half over the last five games. So this is a team that comes out firing. They're getting used to playing without Jimmy Butler, and they're playing a team in Philly who's still kind of trying to figure out how to deal without Embiid, how to deal with some of their new players. Uh, I love Miami in a spot like this right before the All-Star break. They're not a team that just kind of gives up and waits for their vacation. They they go and attack hard. Even off a of back-to-back, I think you're getting them at a pretty good number as an underdog in the first half. I, I love this play for tonight. Hopefully they uh, they play as well as they did last night against Milwaukee. They looked really good again tonight against the Sixers. Ben, what about the Bulls? You're there in Chicago. They're nine-and-a-half-point dogs in Cleveland tonight. Cavs have obviously been on a roll. They're, uh, they've won like nine of their last ten games. You think the Bulls can keep this one close tonight against Cleveland? Yeah, and I, I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say I have lost a lot of money betting the Bulls this season, thinking they were going to be a lot better than they actually were. But nine and a half is, that's a little too much. That's a little too much for this team. The Bulls are starting to show a little bit of signs of life. They've won three out of the last four games, and they're starting to play some defense. They're top 10 in, or excuse me, offense. They're top 10 adjusted offense over the last five games. It's starting to come together a little bit without Zach Levine. We saw how well they did in December without Levine. They made a run. They started having people really believe that this team was going to be good. Levine came back, and they treaded water for a bit. Now they're not going to be without him for the rest of the season. They're stuck with DeMar DeRozan being their main scorer. Ayodesumu has started to play really well. He's shooting lights out from three, and I expect that to continue tonight as well. So I like the Bulls catching nine and a half. Uh, they beat me a lot this season, but I have a pretty good feeling for this team. Nine and a half is just a little too much. Um, this is also a bit of a revenge game for them as well. They got beat up by the Cavs a bunch. So I, I like the Bulls in this spot. I mean, if it goes to double digits, I'm going to absolutely hammer it, but I love it, plus nine and a half. Okay, let's talk about Pacers-Raptors. This number looks a little bit short to me. Um, do you agree? Like, how are you? Do you have a bet on this one? Yeah, I, I was feeling that way a little bit too. I like the Pacers in this one at minus three and a half. They're a team, they just got embarrassed by the Charlotte Hornets, and they were, I believe, a double-digit favorite in that one as well. I think it was about 10, maybe nine and a half at some places, but they should not have lost that game in any way, shape, or form. It's not a great Charlotte Hornets team, so now they have a bit of a bounce-back game. They're really good, guys. The numbers love the Pacers in a spot like this. 60% winning percentage against the spread after a loss. They have a 63% winning percentage against the spread as a road dog, and they have a 64% winning percentage against Eastern Conference teams. So you have all those line up. You can get them at minus three and a half. It's a little bit short of a number. The Raptors just, they're okay. They're not great. They're still trying to figure themselves out after the trade deadline. I think the Pacers, you know, they're ready for the all-star break, but this is the last game before they go back to Indian host. They're going to be wanting to win this game. They're going to be wanting to cover this game. And at minus three and a half, it's a bit of a short number. You're maybe getting a little bit of a better number since they're coming off a bad loss to the Hornets. I'll, I'll take them all day. 
So, Ben, again, the NBA All-Star break is coming up this weekend. So we've watched, you know, the first half. We feel like we got a pretty good read on these teams. When you look at the futures market, the Clippers right now are kind of the talk of the league. And it's tough to trust them. Kawhi's going to be out tonight if they can stay healthy in the postseason. Denver's the defending champions. But where are you on the Clippers as we head towards the second half of the year and in the postseason? Do you think they're legit contenders if you were making a bet right now in the west would you bet the clippers at plus 240 before you bet the nuggets at plus 210 yeah i probably would i was the biggest clippers hater to start the season and you look at their lineup and you you know paul george and Kawhi leonard two guys who just can't stay healthy and they're unreliable in terms of just being ready for these games but they've kind of proven a lot of people wrong they went on a great run james harden is looking like a good and decent player, and he fits well with that team. They're obviously very well coached with Ty Lu. I think this team might be sneakily making some noise. I'm kind of surprised more people aren't talking about them because of just how strong their recent run has been. Uh, I think towards the second half of the year, and as, as the season kind of winds down before the postseason, we might see them start resting a couple of their stars a little bit more, which might give people the false sense of confidence that they're just not going to be good because they might lose games down the stretch. But if everyone's healthy, and it seems like everyone is, Kawhi has stayed, for the most part, fairly healthy this season. Paul George has looked good and consistent. I think the Clippers team has a real good shot to not only make a finals run, but win everything. I mean, they have the pieces, the defense, the offense, the coaching. If all those come together and everyone stays healthy, which for the past month or two we've seen everyone can, I really do like this Clippers team, especially since they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Ben, if we're looking for a little bit more of a long shot, we go further down the board. I don't think anybody trusts Phoenix right now. But then you have two teams that really been a little bit of a surprise. You have Minnesota. You have Oklahoma City. Um, out of those two teams, like which one do you think is more prepared to make a deep run in the playoffs? Well, my heart says OKC, but my head says Minnesota. And the only reason my head doesn't say OKC is because just their youth, how young that team is. It's tough. When you're facing a lot of these teams with a lot of veterans and just the grind and the intensity of the playoff schedule, it's hard to put your trust in a young team like what OKC has. Minnesota has a couple more veterans. They can really rely on their defense and how good their defense has been this season. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, a lot of people before the season really didn't think that pairing was going to work, or at least they weren't thinking it was going to work in the long term, but it really has. The defense has been great. Anthony Edwards has developed into a phenomenal basketball player, and Mike Conley has been a great veteran for that team, and they have a lot of different pieces that fit so well together that I think they're built more for a playoff run over OKC, who, you know, they're going off vibes. They're going off Shea Gilgis-Alexander being a 30-plus point-a-night score and just an absolute bucket. But once the playoffs come and the intensity is turned up and the defense turns up, it's hard for me to see OKC facing that fire and succeeding in a seven-game series. Minnesota, on the other hand, defensively, they're great. They can rely on that, and I think that will take them far in the playoffs. I would take them over OKC if I'm putting money on it. Ben, Mark, and I yesterday were talking about most improved player. Maxie's the favorite at minus 250. Shane Goon is plus 500. Kobe White plus 700. And Kaminga at plus 900. Kobe White and Kaminga are pretty interesting. Would you make a bet on either of those guys maybe to win most improved? Yeah, I mean, the homer in me uh, loves Kobe White and everything that he's done for the Bulls, especially with how much Levine has been in and out of that lineup. Kobe's kind of really come out of his shell. He's shooting more consistently. His passing is just phenomenal. Sometimes he looks like a serious distributor of the ball. He's playing with confidence, and he's carried the Bulls to to be 
somewhat respectable for a lot of these games, and he's a big reason why they've won a lot of those games. Um, of course, Tyrese Maxey's going to be the favorite and how well he has played and how well he's done for the 76ers, but I do kind of like Shangoon. I mean, 5-1, to one, that's not terrible odds for a player that's improved his points per game, seven-plus points per game more than he played last season. He's assisting on more baskets. He's playing more minutes. So his minutes goes up, his production goes up, his value's gone up, and he's another big reason why the Houston Rockets have been – respectable and making a playoff run possibly towards the end of the year. So Kobe, my heart and my Bulls fandom and my bias love him. And I think he should win the award, but Shangun at five to one is not a terrible number to get for a player that not a lot of people are talking about or really seen because the Rockets aren't on national TV a ton, but he's a big reason why the Rockets have really taken such a big next step. All right, Ben, real quick. We got about 60 seconds. Let's talk about coach of the year. You mentioned the Clippers, the job that Tyron, Tyron Lou has done. Any value out there in the market? We know Dagnall's the favorite, but if we're looking for some you know, good plus money, where, where should we be looking at? Yeah, and I hate going to you know the number two guy, but I, I do love Chris Finch at plus two fifty. Mm-hmm. I believe he is. He's he's coached, and I you know I just ranted and raved about how good the Timberwolves are. But you know we go towards the beginning of the season, we rewind back there, and people are really skeptical that Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and how well those two were going to work together. And throughout this regular season, they've just proved everyone, including myself, very wrong. That defense is phenomenal. Rudy Gobert is fantastic. You know, there's such a there's a big reason why he's such a large favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. Carl Anthony Towns is really fine and, and fit his role just a little bit. And Chris Finch has developed Anthony Edwards at an astounding pace to the point where Anthony Edwards is one of the top superstars in the league at this point. One of the names everyone kind of knows. He's starting to become a household name. So those all are big reasons why. Chris Finch should be getting more recognition. They're the number one team, and I think they're going to push even harder towards the end of the season. More You Better You Bet coming up next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. 